This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. We look at our, our uh, customer service staff that are the first person that answers the phone, and we look at them and we help train them on really effective ways to handle incoming sales inquiries and service inquiries. That's Scott Schieser with Culligan Ultra Pure talking about how to find new sales opportunities from existing customers. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast from the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 315, and this podcast is sponsored by Pentair, your source for pro-grade water treatment components from brands including Fleck, Autotroll, Pentec, and Structural. Learn more at pentair.com components. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, we're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone you know. We're publishing this on April 19th of 2023. Find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, we're joined by Amanda Krangle, owner of Lamplight Digital Media, and Scott Schieser, sales and marketing director with Culligan Ultra Pure. They were part of a webinar on sales and marketing tips for the water treatment industry, and we're sharing a portion of that discussion in this podcast. Later, we'll have our motivational minute and WQA tip. Now on to Amanda Krangle and Scott Schieser on WQA Radio. All right, let's move this uh, into the area of, of not just throwing out the wide net and hoping for the best, but really drilling down into some points of contact that we might already have. And I know, Scott, you wanted to talk about developing leads from current customers. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's something that that I'm really passionate about. Because you have to start with the under, begin with the understanding that um, people do business with companies or people that they know, like, and trust. So when you start with that basic understanding, we feel that our current customers are a phenomenal source of additional uh, business. And so what we do is we look at this in a couple of different silos. We look at our, our uh, customer service staff that are the first person that answers the phone. And we look at them and we help train them on really effective ways to handle incoming sales inquiries and service inquiries. And so let me just take a minute and talk about the service inquiries. We know that uh, people, when they call up and they, and they have a piece of equipment that maybe isn't working or they think it's not working properly, we know it's important to get a, a service technician lined up to go out there as, as quickly as we possibly can. But we also take the approach once we do that is we give the customer the option that if you'd like to have 
whatever the first name of one of our salespeople are. If you'd like to have him come out uh, right away, he could probably even be there today. There's no charge for that. He's not a technician, but he can probably diagnose it and give you some options on what you what might be a good path for you. We do that and we find that a lot of customers that call up that think they want service, but it's really a 15-year-old piece of equipment that is really time for them to upgrade. So that's effective. And when we do these things with our employees, we really do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, we want to help them make more money. We want it to be effective. We want it to be honest and legitimate. But if we can help our employees make more money by offering these products and services, it just makes for a better culture in the branch. And plus, if we pay them for, for doing something a little bit extra, the ROI is 100%, and that's phenomenal. The second group of employees that we really put a lot of focus into is the service technicians. Because the service technicians are out at a, at a home or a business where there's probably some kind of issue going on. And so when we train them to use some powerful short scripts, like, um, you know, I can, I can repair this, the bill is gonna be about whatever it is, um, but it would be my recommendation that you might, this might be a good time for you to look at and see what some of your other options are. When service people can honestly say that, when they can say, if it was mine, I would recommend looking at what your options are, that puts the customer at ease because they want the service guide to give them their opinion instead of just fixing it. So that's that's a couple of things that, that we do a lot of training on along with our sales team and their personal activities like uh, making outgoing calls to a certain targeted list, like you know people that don't have an RO, but they have a softener. So mm-hmm. we do a lot of focus on that. Scott, that ex- that's excellent. And it it makes me think of something I had just seen, I think it was this morning about ethical communication and the whole uh, area uh, of developing that trust so that what you say not only informs, but can be trusted. Right. I mean, that, that's huge. And, and we talk about having high ethical standards at the Water Quality Association, and they really do uh, need to include what we say and, and how we say it. Wes, yeah. can I add one thing real quick? Please. It's, we actually have four core values for our company that aren't just words up on a wall someplace. We talk them, we preach them. And the four core values are cultivate trust, act courageous, be better, and create camaraderie. So the very first one and our core values is how to cultivate trust not just with each other, but with us and our consumers. And we take it very seriously. That's great. Yeah. Amanda, any thoughts? I I just love that. Um, I think so many times when we talk about marketing, we just think about, um, you know, the actual implementation of beautiful imagery and copywriting and those types of things. But none of that matters if you don't have a really strong company culture, like Scott was just saying, Um, if you don't have those team members who are actively pursuing um, an ethical way to educate and build rapport with the customer base and deliver on your promises. You know, the, the customers that we've had that have been the most successful with their marketing are the companies who 
really pour into their team culture um, and to pour into their customer base um, to take care of them. It just makes the marketing so easy. Um, the other really amazing thing that you can do from that is so many companies have this wonderful culture and they do all of these very special things um, to have a white glove process, but they don't actually share it in their marketing. Their marketing is actually kind of bland and looks like everybody else's. So I would definitely say, you know, number one, as Scott said, focus on that company culture um, and providing an exceptional customer experience. And once you have that nailed down, um, work with your marketing company to figure out the best way to communicate that. And I think video is, an, is a really cool way to showcase um, those types of really special uh, things that you do in your company that resonate with your team and your customers. Let me ask you more about that, Amanda. You say video is effective. How so? And what would you recommend? Are you talking about a, a short informational video on the website or is this something that uh, a service tech would show in the home? Uh, there's so many different things. I mean, literally the sky is the limit when it comes to creating effective videos for, for your company. Um, you know, one thing that I think is really cool to do is to have uh, sales reps or service technicians do a brief bio, just say, hey, my name's Joe. I'm going to be the service technician coming to your home today. Um, you know, I've been with the company, you know, such and such time. I'm certified through WQA. Um, and in my spare time, I like to hang out with my kids and, and do trail running. Um, and then send that before they actually go to the home, whether that's a service tech or a sales rep, so that the person who's going to have them in their home um, knows what they look like and a little bit about them. It just builds that additional rapport. Chances are none of your competitors are doing that. And so it just adds even more to that customer experience that you're going above and beyond to treat them well and to also elevate your team. Um, you know, the person sending that email, whether it's a person who's going to be in the home or an office manager can be like, oh, we're going to send out Scott. He's an amazing guy. You're going to love him. Um, here's a quick video about, you know, who he is so you can know what he looks like and whatever. Um, so, you know, just doing those simple things. And then, of course, you know, as far as marketing goes, um, you know, your brand story is so huge. Like nobody gets into this industry by you know, chance, right? Who even knows about the water treatment industry unless you have some kind of story about how you got into it. Um, you know, and there's so many multi-generational dealerships and I don't know, there's so many stories out there that should be told through video. Um, and those can be very compelling to put on the website. Um, also start to finish videos. Like when somebody's on the website, showing them what the process is gonna be. Once you submit this form, here's what's going to happen. Here's the start to finish process of what you can expect from our company. Um, so those types of things that are really not complicated to do, you don't have to spend a ton of people get overwhelmed with video, but it can actually be very simple. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Just have a cell phone and you know, decent lighting and you can really make something special. Yeah. You know, this brings to mind a, uh, I had my, uh, a couple of tires put on at uh, one of the larger brand um, tire uh, and auto service centers. And as I was waiting in the room, I got a text and it was a link to a video that the technician had just made like seconds before showing me underneath the car, what he was seeing and what he was recommending for, uh, for service. And I thought, wow, here I am. I'm, I'm getting, you know, through, through the, miraculous technology that we have today, information I would have never gotten just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these are, these are great opportunities to, uh, to use technology, texting, email, 
video within those. And as you're right, Amanda, it doesn't have to be a flashy, highly produced video. It might be something that that you do right on your, uh, your, your, your iPhone. And by the way, iPhones are, you know, phones are, are great video tools. They're 4K video in some cases. So, uh, you know, don't, don't be fooled. They're, uh, they're uh, a TV in, a, in, a, in your pocket or TV production company in your pocket, I should say. All right, um, let's move on. Next question would be about working with an agency. Amanda, let's stick with you on this because you do this very thing. Um, how many folks do you think are working with agencies in the Water Quality Association membership? And um, it, what are some tips that they should be keeping in mind as they work with their agency and figuring out their marketing strategy? Yeah, uh, so I, I don't actually know the answer to how many or what percent I could take a guess, which is I would imagine most um, of them are doing it. I think a, a very few, maybe larger organizations uh, will have an in-house marketing company uh, or in-house marketing staff rather uh, doing what they need to do. But most most marketing companies um, or most uh, dealerships for sure that we were, have worked with or um, have taken on board have worked with an agency in the past. And uh you know, I think the biggest thing to consider with a marketing agency is um, understanding and having good communication on your key performance metrics. So I think sometimes there's a disconnect between what the agency feels like is a key performance metric and what the dealership or the client does. And I think most of the time, um, not always, but most of the time that key performance metric is revenue, is profitability. Am I making money from the dollars that I'm investing in marketing? Um, whereas the agency, sometimes their key performance indicators would be traffic to the website or maybe even conversions, which would be phone calls, form submissions. If you have an e-commerce company, obviously that's gonna be sales directly through the website. Um, and so, having a conversation with them about here's what our expectations are and what we're trying to meet. How are you going to help us to understand what is driving that sales, those, you know, key performance metric, the sales for our business. Um, and once you have that, you know, conversation with them, ensuring again, that the proper tracking is set up because any agency you work with, um, it's likely that they're not going to have the full picture. Once a form is submitted or once a call comes into your company, it leaves their wheelhouse and it goes into yours as the company. Um, and a lot of times those are siloed. And so we don't really know uh, once that lead goes into your hands, what has happened with it. And, you know, with the um, improvement of CRM's um, lead tracking software, um, it is getting better, but there's definitely still some issues there. So for example, lead flows into your software database um, does the agency actually have the ability to pull that data back out and associate it with the efforts that they did on the front end? And it all sounds a little bit complicated, but it's actually not that complicated. Um, you just have to have communication between you and your agency to understand um, what your metrics are that you want to track and say, help me to track these, help us work together, and then provide communication back to your agency on a regular basis about what's working and what's not. Um, because it makes their job very hard when they don't have the data they need to optimize accurately. Um, it also makes you know um, them 
be held accountable for actual results when you are doing a good job of communicating with them and tracking those metrics. Uh, beyond that, you know, I think a big thing anymore is copywriting. Um, you know, so make sure whatever agency you're working with is uh, good at direct response copywriting. Um, you know, with with uh, Google's algorithms, Facebook, it's pretty easy to kind of let these giants handle the data and go find people that are, you know, in your market. Um, but you, you know, everybody else is doing that too. So your messaging is so vital. So working with a company who understands, um, you know, the water treatment industry, like Ashley said, people think a filter is a filter is a filter, right? It's all the same to them. So communicating in a way um, that helps them to understand why they would need to do business with you rather than somebody else um, and, and educate them on water treatment is, is pretty important. So I know that was a lot. There's kind of a fire hose of information there, but um, you know, tracking data, communicating with your agency and having you know, a good copywriter who understands the industry, I think are, are very important. And now our Motivational Minute, Battling Adversity. We all face adversity in one form or another, don't we? But it's important to keep in mind, we've been there before. Chances are you've succeeded before, even in the face of adversity. You overcame that objection or that obstacle. So keep things in perspective. Remember, I like that expression that I once heard in the news business. Things are not always as bad as first reported. And adversity is, uh, well, it's, it's going to be there. But it is your ticket to a richer, more productive life. Remember that expression, smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. Let me say it again. Smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. You gain the skills, the experience, and the valuable insights you need as you battle those, those, uh, those bumpy ocean waves. Let's also remember that even when we lose, we can learn valuable lessons that position us to succeed the following day. It's all part of battling adversity. And that's our Motivational Minute. Our WQA tip, WQA offers instructor-led training courses that can get professionals well on the pathway toward professional certification. WQA instructors with real-world experience in POU, POE water treatment lead the discussions, answer questions, and encourage sharing of ideas in our live interactive Zoom sessions. New classes are starting soon for May and July. Go to wqa.org education to learn more. And this podcast was sponsored by Pentair your source for pro-grade water treatment components from brands including Fleck, Autotroll, Pentec, and Structural. Learn more at pentair.com components. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. 
So long from WQA Radio.